Hey y'all, I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. Today's episode is sponsored by Muddy's. As a small business and farmers themselves, they place an emphasis on providing innovative, quality workwear today's farmers can depend on. To find out more, check out the link in the description or follow along at Muddy's Workwear on social media. Okay, so I am so excited to be sitting down with Jenna Paulette today. Um, this young woman is making waves in the Western industry and the country music industry as well, and I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Um, Jenna, if you wouldn't mind telling us about yourself, and I'm so looking forward to chatting with you today. Oh my goodness, well, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, my name is Jenna Paulette. I grew up in North Texas and uh, Southern, Southeastern Oklahoma. Um, our family had a cow-calf operation in the Oklahoma-Texas line, Thackerville, Oklahoma, and uh, we ran a commercial cow-calf operation that I, where I fell in love with cattle and the Western way of life and really country music too because um, I listened to Don Williams and Gene Autry and George Strait and a bunch of hymns in the cab of my granddad's truck and um, I just learned to love country music because people were singing about the things that I loved and it made me want to help other people the way that I get to about country music um, and about life in general because I was exposed to it. Yeah and I think country music is one of those special things because it really tells a story about a lifestyle and I think yeah. that's why some of us connect with it so much because we just love the story that it tells and it reminds us of home. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, other than Gene Autry and Don Williams and George Strait, it was, you know, my mom playing Dixie Chicks in the kitchen and us all cooking and me hearing Wide Open Spaces and Cowboy Take Me Away and all these songs that made me just admire the life that I lived more because of what they were singing about. And then my sisters and I would sing um, all those Dixie Chicks and Shania Twain songs on the back of a four-wheeler with crickets jumping in our air and it just made it so real you know and and yeah I connected with it because of the lifestyle. So at what point did you decide that music was really something you wanted to pursue? Yeah um, I, I was young I, I think I always knew that I wanted to do country music but when I was eight I remember or around then, I remember being in our gold suburban that we had and singing Dixie Chick songs in the back seat, and my mom and dad looking in the rearview mirror and turning down the dial to see if I would be on pitch and on time when they turned it back up. And I was, and I heard my dad say, She's got something. And it just stuck with me. So whenever I would see, you know, the Dixie Chicks or Faith Hill or any of those people on those award shows, I would just imagine myself being up there at some point. And um, yeah, so I think I just always kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life. And I really just feel like it uses every aspect of what God made me good at. And um, yeah, it just, I, I knew from a very young age, I've always been singing in church or um, high school musicals or whatever. So I loved being on stage and um, yeah, and in college, I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I just pursued everything in college as if, what I'm doing right now is going to be my occupation and it just kind of bled into each other and, and worked out really, really well. Yeah. And I think what you just mentioned as far as taking advantage of your time um, and doing it in a way that you 
we're working towards what your eventual goal was. I think that's something that um, is awesome that you knew that's exactly what you wanted to do because you. you could like plan your your career path through college and all that kind of stuff to really prepare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think has probably helped you be successful in all of it as well. A hundred percent. And I, so I got a, I prayed for a full ride to school wherever I was supposed to go and ended up getting one to Savannah College of Art and Design in Georgia, which was so random to me. I mean, God knew I was supposed to be there, but I was like, what am I going to do at art school? I'd never taken an art class in my life. And um, I got to school and was in like drawing one and drawing two. And I would, I'm a Texas fan. Sorry. I think you go to a I, I Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, so I'm a Texas fan. So I would go into my drawing one class and uh, my teacher would be like, um, you know, Hey Jenna, you know, correcting my art because I was not good. <laughs> and I found out that he played, um, he played football at Arizona state. And so I would go by myself before that to watch the Texas game at a bar every weekend. And it'd be like on the little TV in the corner and, you know, the Georgia game would be like on the massive TVs. Um, And then uh, I would start watching the Arizona state game so that I'd have something to talk about with him when I got back to class on Monday and he ended up pretty much doing my artwork for me. And we talked football and that's kind of how I survived art school. But um, back to your statement slash question, um, when I was in school, like you said, I knew exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I knew I wanted to be in country music. And so I was supposed to declare my major and had read an article on Kenny Chesney that he got a degree in marketing. And I was like, well, that is the only BA that this school offers. Everything else is a BFA. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna major in visual communications. Uh, which is a marketing degree, advertising degree, branding degree, which is so important to creating a a story that makes sense to people very quickly. And I am a storyteller, period. That's, That's what I do. And I knew it would be beneficial to me in the um, artist and commercial music capacity and that I could apply it to anything in life outside of that too, um, into cattle and cause you got to market your beef, you know, there's just a lot of things that it would be very important for. And I had a grasp on that when I was in school. And so I'd go into all my classes, with all my professors and be like, I know I want to sing country music for a living. Do you mind if I do this project, but focus it on me and how to boil down what my brand is and how to communicate that to people and how to tell my story. And it helped out. I mean, I did copywriting classes, which copywriting is a lot like songwriting. You're getting an idea across in a very short amount of time and making people feel something. And that feeling is what motivates them to do whatever, you know, you're wanting them to do or get out of your advertisement. And it's a boiled down version of what a song is because you're selling a feeling, you're selling a moment and you're wanting people to jump in with you and experience it the same way. So everything that I did in college just helped me out um, in my career as a country artist. And it's cool because I would love to help other people be able to do the same thing I've been able to do as far as creating a lane for themselves and creating the highest quality product, you know, be it songs or whatever that they possibly can and uh, doing it with a lot of heart because that's what moves people. So um, yeah, so that's my degree in a nutshell and how it kind of all worked together. Yeah. And do you think your experience and like your education has impacted how you tell your story through songwriting and um, all that? 
Yeah, honestly, because when, okay, this is a silly example, but it matters. Um, so one of my professors, I remember him saying, Jenna, when I say the name Charmin, what do you think of? And I was like, toilet paper, right? You know, it's so simple. And, and the word Charmin does not have anything to do with the product, right? But you know what you're getting and the quality is the same every time. Right. And he said to me, Jenna, when people think about Jenna Paulette, there's got to be things that they associate immediately with who you are and what you represent. Because if those things are not clear, then when other people are spreading the word about what you're doing for a living, then you know, they'll be able to do it in a really short and concise way that makes sense and represents you well, because you're the one building a brand that needs to communicate that quickly. And about something that, you know, a lot of people in this world and our technological day and age are very detached from, you know, because it's, I, I represent agriculture, I represent the cowboy and I want to do it in a very real way. So um, yeah, it's just, it's helped me focus on what I want to represent, how I want to represent it and doing it over and over again, because the reason why we associate Charmin and toilet paper and, you know, any brand that, you know, you make an apple, even, you know, it, it's a quick connection thing where there's been no missing link in them telling their story. And because it's been told over and over again, their name is immediately associated with either a product quality and a feeling. And for me, it's more of the emotional side of things, what I represent and the history of it, but you still, it's the same concept. So. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more with that. I think, especially like how you just touched on with this day and age of everything happening through, you know, our phones or the internet. Um, it's so yeah. important that you have a very clear message, whether it be, you know, an Instagram page or a brand yeah. or songs that, because you're yep. connected to everything um, yep. and your, your name is connected. So people can make that association in a meaningful and positive light obviously yes yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. super powerful <laughs> and I kind of want to switch gears just a little bit back to kind of your roots and growing up on your family's operation um yeah how has agriculture and like the western way of life really and I mean we talked about it a little bit with country music already but how yeah. has that impacted the kind of way you um, maybe the way you write songs, but then also kind of like your overall just like image and brand and persona. Yeah, um, there's there's a few things that came to mind when you're asking that question. And one of them is that in agriculture, we are put in high stakes situations all the time. Yes. Um, and it puts life into perspective like nothing else. And I think because of this day and age that we live in, we're so technology driven and quick and, you know, like, I don't know, it's just, I, I was given the opportunity to see life through a very special lens mm -hmm. that uh, where there's weight on life and death all the time. Yep. And there's weight on work and grit and no give up. And all of these things that I think are really important to the fabric of American culture and because, and not even American culture, but just humans in general, you know, just really, really important lessons that, um, that I think make life better and more valuable and sweeter uh, when you realize them. And so I feel like because of getting to grow up in that atmosphere, it has changed my perspective on the things that I want to represent and the things that I want to sow into or help sow into the American um, 
patchwork quilt, you know, that, that we have even now. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, especially as a woman in country music, I, I never thought of myself as, as one that was at a deficit, never, not once. And that's because I had a granddad and an uncle that expected me to rise to the occasion. They'd say, there's a calf out in that pasture, go get it. I'm like, okay. And you know, like no real instruction even, right. you know, just like go do it. <laughs> yeah. And and I you do not come back without that calf. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you make sure it is paired up and you know, all those things. And so for me, it was being expected to rise to the occasion all the time and the grit that was instilled in me and the no quit and the praying before every meal and you know the honor for the flag and you know just all these things that are just so beautiful about life that I don't think everybody gets exposure to and um it has shaped every aspect of what I want to represent and um the feelings that I want to let people in on in a really gentle way because I think there's a way to just um create a lens for life that is so beautiful through song that I mean, there's really just no other way to do it that gently. Um, Cause when you paint a picture for people that is beautiful, that, you know, just pulls at something that's already in the fabric of who they are as a person, then it's a very unique opportunity to influence people because um, it's so pure and unforceful. Um, and yeah, I just, I love that aspect of what I get to do. And the fact that I grew up looking at life through a lens of agriculture and um, just cowboying because it it's a it's a special thing and and I want to share it with the world because of what it has brought out of me as a person. Right, and along kind of along those same lines of sharing it with the world, I think um, music is obviously a really unique opportunity because it doesn't like whoever listens to it doesn't necessarily like that could be anyone, right? Like yes, it could yeah, be, it, literally anyone. So the fact that yep. you can capture the essence of that lifestyle and share it in that way is so unique and I think you do an excellent job at that thank you thank you thank you it's an honor so such an honor and um also okay so walk me through the process that you have when you're like like how does how does something um how does a song start for you? Like, is it like just a, a thought or an inspiration? Like where, yeah. how does all of that work? Right. Cause everyone yeah. has their own process. Yes. Everybody does have their own process and, and it's different for me all the time. It kind of depends on how the inspiration strikes me. Usually I'll hear somebody say something really interesting and immediately I'll think of the turn on the hook. So whatever they said is usually the hook. And then however I perceive it is what the flip would be at the end of the chorus. So whatever would make that statement mean something more than it already does. And um, so for me, it's that, and then hopefully and usually <laughs> there is some sort of melody or chorus idea that comes along with it. And I'll just record that into my phone. Um, and then I'll have writing sessions during the week. So I'll have like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever, usually a three-day combination of you know, opportunities to write that song uh, that I was inspired to write in a room with people that are really good at what they do too. So I'm very, very seldom do I write one just by myself, but some of my favorite ones have been written with just one other person. And then usually in Nashville, it's a combination of three. So it's like, they call it a top liner. So somebody who's a hit writer, who's coming in to just make sure 
every piece of that song feels like a hit when everybody leaves the room. Um, somebody that's a producer, so somebody that plays a bajillion instruments and get out of there with an example of what the song will look, sound, feel like at the end of the day, and then an artist. So somebody like me, who's got the idea and the lyrical um, content and all the things that it takes to really write something that is real uh, for people to digest through the radio. So yeah, so that's kind of what it's like. And I mean, that's a combination of the commercial aspect of it um, and my organic process. And a lot of my process is me driving around in my truck after I've, you know, heard, you know, somebody say something and I'm either singing or speaking into my voice memos on my phone. I think I have like 2000 different <laughs> things in my phone. I'm like, oh gosh, I might not ever hear that again after I write it down or if it's something really special, like Wild Like the West for me, I, I sing that whole chorus into my voice memos in my truck while I was driving around my publishing house looking for a parking spot and then walked into the room that day with my buddy Jeb and we finished the song in I think maybe an hour. I mean, it was really, really fast, but that song flew out of me and um, and like I said, the whole chorus was written when I walked in the room and I was super inspired that day. And the whole thing was just in my head and heart and I sang it into my phone and it just was what it was. So yeah, sometimes it happens magic like that. And then other times it's like, I have this turn on the hook and I don't know what it looks, sounds, feels like yet. Um, and you're chipping away at it for maybe two or three days and finally come out with something that you think is worthy of. Uh, the hook. And so basically what I'm getting at or what I'm getting from what you're going through right here is um, it's a process, right? No matter oh, if, yeah. it's, if it's an easy one or if it's a, a long drawn out one. Um, yeah. Obviously this stuff does not happen overnight and uh, the it takes a lot of people for it all to line up and do yeah. everything be right. Um, so yeah. the fact that you have been able to do that, you know, again and again and again, like that's so, that's such a testament to your talents and creativity and all of that. Thank you. I just love my job so much. So I just, yeah, I'm lucky to get to do it. And how cool that you get to say that, right? I mean, yeah. so many people go through life and not truly enjoying what they get to do. But um, I think too, something about that, in my opinion, kind of comes yeah. from agriculture and yes. this whole lifestyle because we see so many beautiful and hard things every day yes. right, on the ranch or whatever yep. it may be and yep. so I think we chase that a little bit and so oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and we want it to hurt a little bit good yes. you know when, when it's oh, like yeah. a good song you're like ooh, felt that hurt, one in my soul so good, you know right <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you also have a brand new single coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we are not mistaken. Finally. I feel like we've been teasing this one for a while, so I, I can't wait for it to be out. And, and I, I love the, the Texas connection, too, so I can't wait yes. for it. Yes. Wait, where, where do you live? Are you so in College Station? I am in College Station. Yeah, we live okay. um, just outside of Bryan is where we actually live, but yes. Cool. sweet awesome yeah so Texas forever um yeah so that song I had the idea in my phone since like 2017 um I had just the the hook of it which is you've got away with that lasso pulling me back to El Paso I only had those two lines I think I brought it up in oh goodness like six different writing rooms that I thought maybe the place where that song got written and then finally when I was in the right room the right day. 
I, I didn't have a melody or anything for that idea. I just had that hook and sorry, my mom is organizing flowers in the kitchen. <laughs> hey, mama, Tracy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so I walked into the room that day and I just spit out the hook and um, they were excited about it. I mean, all over it. And it was one of those songs that just, I think I wrote it in 2019, late in the fall. And um, it just fell out on paper. We were all on the same page. It felt really cool. I got the demo back that day and I was like, this is really special. It is one of those songs that's slower. Um, so you wanna have enough momentum built up before you release something like that, mm -hmm. that you know feels, you just want to give people something to drive to for a while and then you can release something that, you know, they can drive to as well, but right. um, just feels a little vibier so that they know not because I mean, I love slow songs. I do, but that is not the type of show I want to put on. I want right. to put on a very high energy show that has moments where there are slower songs. So we wanted to make sure that was established before we put out a song like this. And ever since I wrote it, everybody in Nashville has loved this song. So I knew it was special um, as far as the industry goes. And then I, when I would play it on the road, people would come up to me afterwards at the merch table and be like, that El Paso song, that's what's going to make you. And I was like, okay, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, so I'm super excited, but it's really, it's about loving what you do for a living, but also missing being home when you're away. And, um, the best way for me to say that was that hook. Um, you got away with that lasso pulling me back to El Paso. Like, even though I do love what I love, you're always tugging at me mm -hmm. to come back home. And so, yeah, um, I'm really excited for people to hear it and for the video to come out because we have a really cool partner, which is Dickel Bourbon. Um, and my like look for it, I, I call it my prairie godmother look. <laughs> And you'll see what I mean when the pictures and video come out, but like the dress was just very like almost saloon girl, but in a really like avant-garde way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like out on the West Texas prairie and it's, it just Perfect. turned out really cool. So I'm super excited about it. Um, but yeah, I cannot wait for everybody to hear that song and see that video. And that's um, going to debut May 6th, correct? May 6th, yes, okay. yes, awesome. yes. Awesome, well then um, I can't wait to listen to it and see the video mm -hmm. and all the kind of stuff. So we'll, I'll be counting down for sure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then you also have had some other very exciting things occur lately. Um, you have been named uh, CMT's next woman of, the, of country uh, for the class of 2022. So yep. what has that been like? I remember, oh, watching, my word. I remember watching Courtney DeHoff tell you, I feel like. Yes. story yes. <laughs> We were, it's so funny because Court has been around me for some of these like very big moments in my career. I love that girl so much. We, we hit it off. Um, goodness. I think it was 2020 in June. I was home in Texas and, mm -hmm. um, because 2020, nothing else was happening. So I was just working on friends ranches and doing as much as I possibly could at home. And, um, so I, I just DM'd her and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm coming back from Weatherford and would love to meet up with you and just kind of like sit and get to know you a little bit better. And 
she was like, um, yes. Okay. So we met for wine and I was like still wearing my spurs and stuff from riding. And it was like the perfect, like fancy lady cowgirl moment. Yes. So, and we just hit it off so well. I love her. So anyway, yeah, she's been a part of some big moments in my career. Um, just being there for the announcement of them or when I found out or whatever. And so it just felt so natural for her to tell me about that in Vegas when we were at national finals rodeo. So um yeah and I'd been performing every night and I was so tired and I was like why <laughs> why are we going to a fancy dinner tonight to my manager and she was like it'll just be fun and I was like okay it's with court and Indy and it'll be so fun and um it was late because I had I was singing with Aaron Watson that night later and at the buckle ceremony and uh so we went to dinner and the the next woman of country thing I'd wanted for so long I mean there are just some things in your career and in your life that you just dreamed about for so long that you then forget about them because you put your head down and kept working. Yeah. So you're not thinking about um, whether people are noticing you anymore. Right. And that's kind of nice because then when things do start happening, it's just a really cool surprise. And, um, and you weren't doing it for that. Right. You were doing it because you were doing it. And, um, so anyway, uh, we sat down to dinner and ordered a drink and I'm just sitting there, doo, 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 you know, like have no clue that anything's going on. And I didn't even realize that my manager had pulled out her phone to start recording us and court picked up champagne, which I thought it was weird that she got champagne. So I was like, <laughs> what? cause I got like a tequila soda, like <laughs> nothing special. And I was like, okay, maybe she just drinks champagne all the time. She's yeah. a fancy lady cowgirl. Right? <laughs> and uh, she was like okay, we're going to do a toast. And I was like, all right. I mean, we're at national finals radio. Sure. And she was like to the next women of country, Jenna Paulette or whatever she said. And I was like, what? Like just started crying because I remember in 2019, there were so many good things happening in my career already. And I was at the luncheon that they throw for the next women of country. And I didn't have the honor that year. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking like, gosh, what is it going to take to end up in this company? And um, I remember one of the men that works for CMT who had uh, been an advocate for me on the network um, saying, Jenna, what you're doing is so special. It's so well-defined. It's so high quality. It's so all of these things. And I was like, well, if he thinks this, like, what does that mean? And why am I not in that group yet? Like do other right. people not or whatever. But um what I found through all of it is that God's timing is so perfect. And sometimes we can't see what's around the bend because I feel like all the momentum that would have been gained from that in a year like 2020 would have put me at a deficit because you can't ride a, the pendulum of success that came with that without following up. And there was no opportunity for that in 2020 and God knew that. So um, the timing of it was perfect and I'm so honored and it was so fun to have court be a part of letting me know and it's just incredible to be in that company and getting to see you know like right now even so the COVID stuff is kind of falling away mm -hmm. which is great um, and because CMT is part of a Viacom company um, they they're all their restrictions were super super tight so even last year I would have never been able to walk carpet and yeah all these things that are so fun and um so yeah the timing is just perfect about it and I'm just so grateful for it and for what it's doing for my career right now and I mean it's a dream come true for real 
Yeah, that's awesome. And then also you just got to go to the CMTs as well. Was that the first yes. time you had been or no? Yes. Oh yeah. First time ever. Um, the red carpet is very intimidating. <laughs> I didn't expect like the hundred cameras that were uh, literally like, you don't know where they are. You're yeah. like, you're walking in this like back lane sort of thing and you, you're on the pink carpet, but you don't know where all the cameras are. Um, and all of a sudden my publicist was like, all right, go and turn the corner. And I had that slit in my dress and my kneecap was literally like convulsing because I was so nervous. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And they're all yelling at you. They're like, Jenna, 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 look over here. Look over yeah. here, smile, head down hat back well you know like they're just yeah. yelling all of these things and you have to be really good at taking direction which is much like working or sorting cattle mm -hmm. so I was prepped for it um but uh it was just a freaking blast I loved the opportunity and I was in the middle of moving when like we were all picking out outfits so I didn't have anywhere to send my clothes um so I ended up only having one option of thing like whatever to wear and then that blazer that I wore with it which is bone basics um I had it in my closet because I wore it for an Ian Munzik show at national finals rodeo and I was like oh, okay well I guess this two-piece dress and this blazer go good together and I'll just throw my American hat on and roll with it <laughs> and it just it works so good I mean the, the shoes that I was wearing I had had for three years and never worn them and it's just like god knew I was going to need them that night and <laughs> um it just ended up being perfect but it was the grace of god that it turned out the way that it did because I I literally tried that outfit on on Sunday night and then the red carpet was Monday and then you were like on a ton of best dress lists too so it's wild I'm like that's why I feel like I just can't even take any credit for it but I'm like very grateful <laughs> I mean, it was so crazy. And my, my publicist said that to me on the carpet. She's like, you're going to be on the best dress list tonight. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, right. You know, yeah. like nobody even knows who I am. And, <laughs> um, and she wasn't wrong. And it was wild. Like I had like my extended family, all my cousins like, oh my God, did you see this article? You know, like, it's just, it was a dream come true. I mean, seriously, it was just awesome. And then. Oh, getting to talk about Cody Johnson on the red carpet because I respect him so much and um, getting to be there when he got an award mm -hmm. for best male video and for it to be a song like Till You Can't, that was so special. And then the 1883 Faith, Faith Hill and Isabel May were there and it was just, it was a cool night for it to be my first. Yes. Uh, because of what was represented there. And um, it was just really, really really cool so well, I'm very jealous because it looked like a blast and like <laughs> how how perfect that it all lined up perfectly about the COVID situation and everything and then that that got to be your your big um revealing party and everything like yes. that so that's awesome Thank and I love I love the fact that the outfit was a last minute yeah occurrence of events oh <laughs> yeah there was no thing better. oh yeah I mean and honestly I was like Okay, now I, I cannot take credit for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jenna, I want to say that as a, another woman in the industry, I definitely um, find you as a role model, not only for what you've done to kind of pave the way for women in country music, especially kind of um, being young and 
kind of going through all of this as a um, just working hard and getting determination and getting through it all and and coming out with a positive um, way that you handle things and the things that you are willing to be on my podcast and all that kind of thing. So thank you and I appreciate all of that. Um, But also I think you're a role model to young women in our field and industry as well. And if there's something that you could share uh, maybe to some of those who might be listening, what might be something um, about that? Yeah. So I would say, um, pray that you would recognize what God made you good at and what makes you feel alive. Because if you can recognize that at a young age and just decide within yourself that you're not going to stop until you get there uh, and that you trust the Lord to provide the whole time, um, you, you won't, I mean, you will feel so much fulfillment in your life and so much purpose. Um, and, and those are the kind of things that you want to pass down to your kids at some point. And so if you have that focus from a young age, and I just feel like God blessed me with that. And I had some really great people that helped me recognize what I was good at. Um, but if you can recognize that at a young age and keep doing what God made you to do, then you're going to inspire a lot of people to be who God made them to be and, uh, to not give up until they see that thing come to full fruition. And, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to hold on when you feel rejected and when, when things aren't going the way that you want them to go. And when you're not getting the recognition that you have desired for so long, but those, those things come with time. They come with humility. They come with somebody telling you when something's not good enough and you saying, yep, you're right. And making the necessary adjustments to, become all that you can be. And, um, but yeah, I think it it just starts with being able to recognize what God made you good at and then just following through on that over and over and over again, so that, um, other people can see that it's possible to, to do and be all that you were made to do and be. Yes, I could not have said that better myself. Um, Jenna, congratulations on all of your recent successes. And I cannot wait to see what else comes for you. Um, And thanks for, for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Allie. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks on Instagram and Facebook. And that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the Ag Chicks channel.